Welcome to In This Case, a podcast from Hilti that goes behind the scenes at one of the most iconic brands in the world of construction. We'll talk to the people who make it all happen and ask them who, how, what if, and of course, why. Here's your host, Claire Combs. The Danish author Hans Christian Andersen said, Where words fail, music speaks. That's a sentiment shared by many, and at the Hilti Foundation, there's also this belief that music doesn't only help people express what they're feeling, it also has the power to transform the way they relate to the world around them. Through their Music for Social Change programming, the foundation aims to improve music education, teach children how to work collaboratively, and empower them with the tools to become independent, responsible, and active members of their communities. On today's episode, we'll explore some of the ways in which foundation-supported music education programs are making a difference. So my name is Christine Romberg. I have been with the Hilti Foundation since 2012. Christine manages the Hilti Foundation's investments in the area of music for social change. She connected with the foundation through her prior work with major music festivals, including the Lucerne Festival, one of the marquee events on the international classical music scene. The Hilti family had been longtime supporters of the arts and were looking to formalize their support of music programs that created positive social impact. So Egbert Apple, the head of the Hilti Foundation at that time, reached out to Christine. And he asked me, could you recommend any kind of a music program or of a musical idea that fulfills social objectives? And so when Egbert asked that question for me, it was completely clear to say, try and uh, look into the sector of music for social change, because I think this could really uh, be a win-win situation. And this is a sector where on one hand, you do something, some investment into the quality of, of the education of young people. On the other hand, you also invest in culture, which has always been an important thing to the Hilti family and the Hilti Foundation. And at that time, we had, for the first time, the main orchestra from Venezuela at the festival performing in Lucerne. The name of that group was the Simon Boulevard Youth Orchestra, which is part of a national music program in Venezuela, pursuing the goals of social engagement and youth empowerment through music education. Students in the program are assigned to a local group called a Nucleo, where they learn the musical basics and practice life skills like confidence, cooperation, and active listening. Students who choose to stick with the program and audition for the most elevated ensembles have the opportunity to travel around the world to perform at world-class venues and festivals, like Lucerne. This orchestra was, in fact, the most important ambassador of the entire idea of music for social change. Traveling the world, inspiring other programs, uh, working together with children from all different countries, and spreading the idea across the world. So this was really an idea that was growing at that time. While every Music for Social Change program looks a little bit different, 
They all share an underlying principle, that music can serve as an enabler for children whose opportunities might otherwise be limited. And unfortunately, scarcity of opportunity is all too common. It shows up everywhere. Hi, I'm Gerald Wirt. I'm the artistic director and also president of the Vienna Boys Choir. Through his role with the Vienna Boys Choir, Gerald experienced the transformational impact of music education. And at the same time, he saw firsthand the ways in which the musical establishment had failed to connect with so many people within the local community. I've been a member of the choir when I was a little boy and somehow it developed that I stayed with music and music education all my life. Whenever a concert hall, an orchestra, a famous choir does a community outreach program, most of the people who come are children or young people from families who are in the middle of society anyways. And we wanted to reach children and families who we would not reach just uh, by inviting them to, to the concert hall or to a concert or a special event. You would think Vienna, as the city of music known everywhere in the world, does not need such a program. And of course that's not true, because even in Vienna, we have a lot and lot of families of people with a migration background, and they are living in conditions where they just cannot afford to send their children to a music school. And uh, the idea to offer music as a tool for integration was actually born by one of the most important and most worldwide renowned in, uh, institutions in Vienna, by the Vienna Boys Choir, who is a great ambassador of Austrian musicianship and, and Austrian art. That's why we started uh, together with some friends here in Vienna this uh, program that's called Supera, which is uh, now happening in many different countries all over Europe. Supera comes uh, from the Spanish superar, to overcome, to overcome deficits, to overcome needs. Children who are involved in music making, in choir singing, in orchestra playing, especially in group music, active music making, they have a big advantage in their personal development, in their self-esteem and many other things. The program of Supera is uh, now over 10 years old. This program addresses mainly schools, so it is really a very diverse group and a, a very mixed group. But what is important also for Supera that it's, it should never be a, a nice social program only. Of course it's a social program, but the quality of the music making has to be as good and high standard as possible. This is important, I think, very important for the children. And they feel much better and much more proud of themselves if they feel that what they are producing, what they are singing, what they are playing on the violin is of good quality. The beautiful thing is the children sing together and they sing in all the languages represented in the classrooms. So you have them sing African songs, they sing songs from Syria, they sing songs from... Uh, Serbia, from Croatia, from Hawaii. And they are so, that makes them also so proud because 
They just they suddenly understand that their joint language is music. And through the music, they build a group, they build uh, an ensemble, and they work together as one. And of course, if they hear a tune, especially also the family, maybe the children don't even know those tunes of their own culture. But when the families hear that they, their children sing a tune, they have actually sung when they were children at home, back wherever they are coming from, then it's, it's a huge boost to the trust they have to each other. This is one important part. And of course, we as an organization and pedagogues want that the children learn from each other, from each other's culture. And uh, also for the Austrian children, it's very important and very good if they learn the music, the culture, the languages, the instruments from the cultures of their peers, of their classmates. The important and, and beautiful thing is also, like in all the other music programs, that this impact is not only reaching the children, but it's also reaching the parents. It's reaching the community. Imagine a six-year-old girl or boy standing on this big stage of the Konzerthaus and performing for the first time in front of an audience of 2,000 people. Because when the kids are on stage, of course, everybody comes, the families come, the neighbors come. So there is a, there is a huge audience. And in that moment, it's really about superar. It's really about overcoming the stage fright, overcoming your adrenaline. And, and this part of the performances is so important, be it a big concert in the concertos, be it a concert in the school, be it uh, the work together with other classes in, uh, inside the school and performing and standing on a stage and showing up and giving your best, the best you can. This is an important part of developing the self-consciousness of the children. And this is what really also impresses the parents. What is great to see on the one hand is, is that parents from very different cultural backgrounds sit together and you see in their faces how proud they are and happy they are. And even if they, if they come from cultural backgrounds where at home they would be very afraid of sitting next to somebody from the other culture, mm -hmm. when they watch the children on stage, they feel like this is one big community, one big family. I will never forget that once in the first year when the program had been founded, there was a father originally from Turkey who was really very proud because his daughter was on stage. And, and then we asked him, now, you're very proud about your daughter, aren't you? And he said, you know what? I'm proud about my daughter, but I'm mainly also proud about myself because I'm living in this city for 20 years and it's my first time that I'm here in this building, which has never been a building for us. It has always been a building, let's say, for a selected elite of concert visitors, but it has not been our place. And now it's not only our place, but we have our children performing on stage. And I think this is really, this is one of these stories that immediately show how deep this impact goes and how much it touches also the families and the community. Well, of course, to do a program like this, we knew from the very first second that we need to find partners, also financial partners, because uh, the state usually does not start a program like this. And we are very, very grateful to the Hilti Foundation because without them, we would never have started 
my dream would be that what we do as Supera becomes so important to the public, to the general public, to the decision makers, to the ministries, that what we do in Supera gets incorporated in the general education and we are not necessary anymore. If that would be the case, that would be perfect. I think there probably will always be a need for a lighthouse project, let's put it this way. And so maybe that's how I see Supera in the future, that we can be an example how it can be done, also how we can teach, how we think the teaching should be done, the methodology, the repertoire, all those things. Also a place where teachers who teach in a public school or private school can come to us and to learn from the Supera experience for their own teaching experience in their own community. Over the past years, we have been supporting different programs in the social music sector in South Africa and South America and Europe. And over the years, we gained a lot of experience. And one of the observations we had quite early was that there is a strong need all over the world for the ongoing education of teachers in the programs. Because many of these teachers, they come from the university They have learned their instrument or they come from a kind of self-made background. They have learned to play the violin, but never had a pedagogic or any other kind of music, professional music education. And this is something we always again and again saw in the different programs. And this made us think about really driving for a systemic change in the music for social change field. And our idea was then supported by a network study that was executed in Vienna in 2018 with, at the end, more than 350 interviews in mainly music programs that confirmed that the biggest needs in these music programs were, of course, number one, the finances, number two, ongoing teacher training, and number three, collaboration among the programs. My name is Fiona Cunningham. I work for the Academy for Impact Through Music, or AIM for short, which is a new initiative by the Hilti Foundation. So AIM is an innovation lab. It's committed to empowering young people in their lives through music and specifically working with teachers, leaders and students themselves from music programs, all of which are using music education and making music as a way of addressing some of the big challenges that stop children and young people from reaching their full potential. We really want to leverage and foster the quality of teaching in the sector because we think any hour with a mediocre teacher is a lost hour for a child. And this is, we see it uh, as our responsibility to make a contribution to that and to really try to give young people who are teaching in these programs the possibility to do their job as good as possible. We also focus on leadership development because you can train teachers to be effective in the classroom. But if you don't have an organization and a structure that creates an inspiring and supportive learning environment around that teacher and their students, then that teacher's positive impact is going to be limited. 
part of our work is around supporting leaders to be more effective, to think more about the impact and design programs for learners' outcomes, not just for musical performances, and to build more sustainable, robust organisations. And then the other part of our work is around impact measurement. Most artists are really good on concerts and musical moments, and that's really, really important. That's one of the most powerful and emotional ways in which we can tell the story of change. You can see children on the stage playing like their lives depend on it, playing with wonderful artistry and great confidence and self-esteem. And that's part of the story, but it is only part. What's been missing in this sector up until now is more rigour around what's happening to these young people, really. Where are they going next? I suppose our philosophy behind AIM is that social change is not something fuzzy that happens because we're all nice to each other and we all have a nice little sing. For us, the root of social change and most big social problems is education. We want young people to be empowered through and in artistry, in agency, in terms of making empowered choices, and in community. So feeling that they're part of a community and contributing to a community. Now, a lot of teacher training doesn't actually enable that for its teachers. It's didactic, it's theoretical, it's boring. And we wanted teacher training that would be completely different from that. We wanted teacher training that would actually empower teachers themselves to feel like they are stretching themselves artistically. They have more agency and more capacity and capability, and they feel part of a community of other people who are also striving for the same mission and also facing some of the same challenges. So with a focus on teacher training, leadership, and impact measurement, the Academy for Impact Through Music established a program called the Firebird Fellowship to formalize their support for teachers at the forefront of innovative music education. The way that we started the Firebird Fellowship was taking inspiration from um, the Teach for America and Teach First models. Those programs that Fiona mentioned, Teach for America and Teach First, have established themselves as productive and collaborative ways to build teaching skills, enabling motivated adults to succeed in the classroom, often in schools that serve communities with disproportionately high needs. The teachers build their community, do a lot of hands-on learning, run a camp for young people, do what we call video analysis, where they look back at their teaching practice and analyze what decisions they could make going forwards, they plan together, etc. And then the idea is they do a full academic year in their own program, leading action research and reflective practice in their teaching. And they are supported by AIM advisors. So what we do is we check in with them every few weeks and we sit with them and watch a video of their own teaching practice and ask them to self-analyze and reflect on their own teaching and then we give them feedback and discuss together and agree next action points and what they might do to improve their teaching practice. So it's a supportive program that encourages teachers to approach each new experience with a lot of curiosity and self-reflection. Fiona was also quick to point out that those traits are not assumed to come from any one profile or background 
In fact, one of the guiding principles of Ames Firebird Fellowship is that diversity of experiences can make the program richer for everyone who participates. AIM is an innovation lab, which means we launched this whole project in a spirit of inquiry and field research, rather than making assumptions about where you find great teachers. It would have been really easy to say great teachers have all got a master's in education from top universities, but we didn't want to make that, that kind of assumption. I think really transformational teachers and change makers, they do not grow on trees and they don't come from one profile type. They are special individuals and they have to be found out and cultivated and supported. So identifying the cohort of Firebirds is step one. Then next, the team goes to work to bring their fellowship to life. Uh, We have particular training workshops when we gather to look at something specific, uh, you know, a specific type of strategy a teacher might be using. For example, the use of questions. How do you move from instructing your your students what to do to asking them questions? You know, how did that work for you? What do you think we need to improve here? If there was one thing that you could improve now, what would it be? So we've done quite a lot of work with the Firebirds on that. And we have individual workshops to work on particular issues that arise. When we've watched a series of videos of the whole cohort, we start to pick up patterns of areas of need and areas of strength. And those areas of need and strength inform, you know, the content of our workshops. The focus on the unique needs of individuals within the cohort is a marker of AIM's Firebird Fellowship, and it's no accident that their approach is so personal. You know, music itself is very powerful, but it's really only as powerful as the people who bring it to life. You know, the young people who make it and the teachers and the adults around them that help them. I'm a big believer that It's the combination of music, great music and great education that is so powerful and potent for for helping and empowering young people. What these Music for Social Change programs can do is they can inspire young people. They can show them that if you are committed, if you really work hard, then you can achieve something because music is a a thing where you can make rather quick progress if you are really doing well. And the second thing why music works so well is that music goes directly, as I always say, into uh, through the soul and not through the intellect. So it is something that touches you and it is something that that can kind of catch you and make you passionate about it. And in most cultures, music plays a significant role in the major community milestones of our lives, whether that's birthdays, funerals, weddings, ceremonies. Um, In my country, first awkward teenage dances. I think music becomes a mirror. It becomes uh, a marker of particular moments in our lives. Many of us have a soundtrack of our lives. And, And that's just listening to music. But making music is even more powerful than than listening to it. And because it touches our emotions so deeply, it can be an extremely vulnerable place to be. Many people, adults especially that I speak to, are terrified of singing, for example. And 
I think that's also what makes music so powerful because to really make music well, you have to sit with your human vulnerability. And when that human vulnerability is accepted and embraced by other people around you, that's an extraordinarily powerful feeling of connection, of being heard for who you really are. Just recently, one of our students, whose professional career ultimately did not lead to music, told me, my most important learning in all these years is that whatever I do in life, I do it as good as possible. And this brought me to where I am today. That's what Music for Social Change is all about. And this is why all these programs go far beyond music education, but are all about empowering young people in music and for life. To learn more about the partners and programs we featured in today's episode, visit superar.eu, that's S-U-P-E-R-A-R dot E-U, or hiltyfoundation.org. In This Case is a production of Hilti North America. To give us feedback, ask a question, or share an idea for a future podcast, email Hilti Direct at hilti.com. <laughs>